Hello, and welcome to Theralit, Two Dope Therapists. Full disclosure, we don't own the rights to any music you may hear, and please be advised that this is not a substitute for your own personal therapy. Although we are licensed professionals and our answers will be from research and experience, our opinions will be interjected as well. If you feel that therapy is in order, please contact a licensed clinician in your area to start your journey. Now let's get started. Well, hello, friend. Hey. How are we? Good. All right. Cool. All right. So let's do a check-in. This is our third episode. And it's coming quite along. And I'm happy about it. We've gotten really good feedback. What do you think? I think we've gotten really good feedback. Um, I was out of town this weekend, and I got some feedback on it. Um, I'm just excited to be doing our third one i know right it's just fun fun. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we're now broadcasting live from zen's house yeah um so we wanted to do a check-in today because other other things have changed in our world and we just want to make sure that we are okay okay. all right so zen you want to start um yeah um i think this last two weeks has been a little crazy for me um you know i lost my granddad so um, that was a little tough. Um, and then we had to go to Georgia, which was great. Good time. Got to see my family. Um, it's always fun when we're, when we're with our family. So that was cool. Um, but just sad, you know, it's a little undertone of sadness that goes along with losing a, a grandparent. Um, so other than that, I think everything else is going pretty good. I feel a whole lot better than I did the last podcast. Well, yeah, you know, and we've talked, but I definitely want to extend my condolences for the loss of your grandfather. Um, You're right. It hurts when a grandparent transitions this life. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, we also want to go into talk about some things that are current events and current affairs. Um, One thing is the passing of RBG or Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And what it's going to mean to the Supreme Court, Um, especially with this administration and uh, some of the uh, senators and congressmen uh, who will want to make changes. Um, You know, the loss of RBG uh, is something that we're going to feel. Um, As a woman, she helped us a lot with with uh, women's rights uh, cases that went to the Supreme Court. And um, she was just a a great all soul. I'm sorry, a great overall soul. However, I just got a small little problem. Just a small little problem. So my favorite rapper is the Notorious B.I.G. Notorious so, thank you. So now, so now with the, with the appropriation, appropriation of the notorious, the notorious RBG, RBG, you know, you know I'm, not I'm, I'm not feeling that. That's a they two, two different, different people. people. She was in a she different, was in a different uh, area. And don't get me wrong. She held it down. She, held it down. she, did, her she did her thing. But can Biggie have, can Biggie the notorious, have notorious B.I.G. and just let, have, let him have his legacy? That's all I got to say. I got nothing for that. I agree. Like that's Biggie is Biggie, and that's just that should just be his. I don't know. I agree with you on that one. I've got nothing on that one. All right. So, any other things you want to check in about? I'm just, you know, honestly, like full transparency. I'm I'm struggling with the echo. So it's like I hear you, but I'm also trying to focus a little harder than usual so Mm -hmm. but here we are with our (laughs) you know we ain't technologically savvy so we gonna rock with it and and keep it going yes and on to our next segment oh really yes Okay, that little sidebar conversation. Conversation about Joe Biden gets got an alert. Joe Biden will be in Charlotte Wednesday. What is this? Uh, September twenty third. So, all right. So, funny stories from the therapist's couch. Who wants to start? You go first, because I think I went first last time. Okay. <laughs> I got a good one though. Oh my god! No, you got a hilarious one. 
<laughs> so mine is basically for a really quick moment I did intensive in home. Um, and anybody who knows me, bless your heart. Yes, anybody who knows me know I don't like going to people's houses. Um, I'm not about that life. I'm afraid of all bugs, snails, stuff like that. But this house that I went into, these people were so nice. And um, it was a grandparent raising a grandchild. And I love grandparents. So one day I was in there and I noticed that she was cooking. The grandma was cooking. And she kept asking me different questions like, have you ever had this? And have you ever had that? And I was like, sure. You know, I had this, I had that, but I'm still trying to work with her grandchild because my thought was I needed her to get home. So she calls me in the kitchen when my session is getting close to quitting. And she says, well, here, baby, why don't you sit down? I made you a plate. Oh, right. Oh, mm. and I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, awkward moment. <laughs> oh, and anybody who knows me also knows that I have texture issues. <laughs> Meaning, <laughs> oh, if you got collard greens and macaroni and cheese and fried chicken, they better not be on the same plate. <laughs> and and if they are. Jesus be a fence that they touching because I can't do it. Did she have it all lumped up together? Honey, did she? I mean, piled high. (laughs) And oh, I was trying to keep that look off my face. Like, (laughs) so she was like, come on and eat. And I said, oh, that is so sweet for you to offer to cook me dinner. Mm-hmm. I said, but you know, I had an actual meeting that I have to go to. Mm-hmm. But if you don't mind, could you wrap that up for me? And I'm a definitely getting a little foil. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm going to eat that for dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, you can't stay. And I was like, no, ma'am. Mm-mm. Wrap that thing up and find a little homeless person and said, dinner is oh. on me. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I can't. Oh, I can't. And I've literally tried to eat. And even as a little girl sitting in a high chair, we would have food wars. Me and my mother, really? she tried to mess with me. She would put all that junk on one plate. Who gonna eat that? And I would literally ask her. Girl, let me and tell she'd you. be like, well, the kids in Africa, you know, the whole thing. Oh, the Lord, kids. the kids like, in Africa. You're right, yeah. the kids in Africa. And I was like, well, why don't you go get one of them? And they're eating. Right. I think we knew more about the kids in Africa than ourselves. <laughs> Listen, okay. So I have always been that way because everybody be like, oh, let her fix her own play. Girl, let me tell you, you could put whatever uh-uh. you want, it could touch, nope. whatever. Uh-uh. It's all going down uh-uh. the same uh-uh. way. I know I will it. Eat it. Not at a client's house. No. Uh-uh. But I will eat uh-uh. all of it. Nope, because I know it gets there together, but it ain't got to go down. Uh-uh. Not together. No, no ma'am. Uh-uh. Can't do it. Well, mine is also an intensive in-home story. Mm. I did intensive in-home probably for about three years. What? Yeah. Oh, now bless you. And I, I actually, I it was like a love-hate thing because it taught me so much about hearing a person's story, but knowing the background and being able to place the background with what it is that they're talking about. So that was. Mm-hmm. I appreciate intensive in-home for that. Hmm. Um, I do not appreciate some of the instances that happened, but (laughs) so anyway, (laughs) I'm going to this home to work with this kid and stop. You can't start laughing already. And really like this family have been there several times before. Great family. Get there. And for whatever reason today, I smell marijuana. And it's pretty strong. So I made a little mental note. Okay, got to make sure I have a conversation with mom after just to kind of, you know, not that I really cared that she was smoking weed, but, you know, just in front of the kids, we got to be careful. So rushing, running late, get in, sit down, and my right butt cheek starts to get warm. (laughs) 
And I immediately stand up because your butt ain't supposed to be hot sitting on the couch. I immediately get up and I guess mom got nervous when I knocked on the door. And I don't know whether she tried to hide the blunt. I don't know what she was doing, but it was on the couch and I sat on it. Of all the places that I could sit, how did I sit on the blunt? And we definitely had a conversation right then and there. Not necessarily because you smoking weed, but you could have burned your house down. Like we all could have burned up in here, right? Because you nervous and paranoid, right? Because you smoking before the therapist get here, right? So you know, needless to say, we never had that experience again at her house. She never smoked again before I got there. Now, what she did after, I don't know. But yeah, I almost got my butt cheeked. Yeah, yeah, that would have been an interesting uh, write up yeah. when you're doing your notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. butt yeah. cheek singed. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, it's like you trying to, you know, have an intervention or something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Doing a little CBT, but then all of a sudden smoke happens. Oh, and what? next thing you know, you got to get out the house. But of all the places that you could put it, why, she yeah. must have been sitting there and just. But of Dropped all it. the places, why would you put it on the couch? Listen, maybe it was feeling and, that good. Yeah, she just, I could just envision, she told me she was nervous, and I could just envision, you hear the knock at the door, mm-hmm. and you panic. That, girl, listen, you that's know? like... And I, I really wasn't going, it wasn't that big of a deal to me till I sat on it. <laughs> right. Now we got a problem. Right. And you can't build for your jeans. Because I can't, you can't, you know, burn me. Yeah. Up. Right. Oh my God. So Hi. I have a million and one intensive in home stories because, like I said, I did that for years in Pennsylvania mm. and here. Mm-mm. Yeah. Bless your heart. Ooh, a lot of stories, girl. But I see. <laughs> so. <laughs> so trivia. Trivia questions. Okay. So, girlfriends, girlfriends, girlfriends. I love girlfriends. Mm-hmm. That is such oh. a good show. And we've actually been so excited about the trivia portion of this one just because of now you can watch it on uh, syndic- I mean, on Netflix. streaming services on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And because so- it's been 20 years. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? 20 years. And I'm just happy, you know, it's like one of those shows where it was black female leads, they were professionals, mm-hmm. they were, you know, entrepreneurs, a lot of different things mm-hmm. happening. Yep. And it was a positive experience between all of them, even William, you know. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> which he was hilarious. He was God, hilarious. <laughs> but then you think twenty years. In the last twenty years, have we ever had a show like that since? Mm mm. Nope. Not that I know of. Right. And I'm 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 drawn a blank. Because around, you know, similar in that same time in the nineties, mm-hmm. you had Living Single. Which I loved. I loved that too. Mm-hmm. Um I don't remember no other one. That's it. That's really it. Girlfriends living single. Yeah. So let's do your question first. Okay. Um, let me see. Um what were the names of the women on the show? Joan, Maya, Lynn, and Tony. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. So for you, mm-hmm. who was the honorary girlfriend? Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Multiple choice. Oh, uh, no. I don't want to. No. Why can't you just William? Thank you. <laughs> Did Lynn date a guy with the same name as her dog? And what was the name? <laughs> yes, she did. Mm-hmm. She did. I cannot remember the dog's name. Okay, it's ABCD, but I'm going to see if you can okay. get it. Okay, you ready? Okay. Yep. A, Vinny. B, Coitel. C, Vosco. D, Randy. B. Nope. 
Which one was it? Roscoe. Roscoe. Girl, I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> Roscoe right, was the, the guy from when they went to Jamaica. You're right. Remember? Yeah. And then they named the dog Roscoe, too. Lord help it, Jesus. Yep. Okay. What is Maya known for saying? Hey. John, please. What? Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. Um whose mom is the alcoholic? Oh. Isn't it Tony? Yep. Yeah. Because remember for I wanna say the first season she didn't drink. Tony didn't drink. Didn't drink, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then when but when she got with Ty, um, Ty was her husband, and then when that broke up, and then she was just like, she, she didn't care after that. She showed it. Mm-hmm. Okay, now going on with Tony. Okay, what is Tony's occupation? Tony's a realtor that go. specializes in results. Yeah, that's- <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, Tony Child's realty. Yes. All right, so we haven't had another great segment. Who was your favorite before we close out? I would really say Joan. Really? I really liked Joan, especially with all her quirkiness. Yes. Because I can kind of identify with her, especially during that time. This is like uh, me and one of my friends, uh, Sharice, we used to watch that show. And we used to be sitting over there like these dating escapades that she oh, had. Oh, my God. Girl, especially that one. When they all went to the restaurant and everybody was in that booth, <laughs> she was over there by herself. Uh-huh. She went on this blind date or something, and everybody showed up because they was like, "We need to know what he looked like. You know, we need to make sure you okay." Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I can, yes, I yes. We had plotted that, and actually, I did go out on a date with a guy, mm-hmm. and one of my friends was supposed to show up. But her car broke down. Oh, my God. So my other friends were texting me. Mm-hmm. And they were calling me. Like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And so you couldn't even get into the date. <laughs> he kept looking at my phone like, is everything okay? I was uh-huh. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Girl, when you say Jones quirkiness, I keep thinking of Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> her and William. Oh, my God. That was so funny. That's episode they, they showed their butts on that one. Oh god um but i think lynn was my favorite she was so complex i mean they all yeah. were but mm-hmm. she was extremely educated she had mm-hmm. like five six degrees <laughs> yeah but just didn't know what she wanted to do with her life and i mean how many times do we you know go through life doing things that people expect of us getting degrees, mm-hmm. doing all these things, and mm-hmm. then realize, is this really what I want to do at home? Mm-hmm. Or, or do I want to just have moments that I just kick it on my friend's couch for a month and do nothing? And she just, I felt like she really lived her authentic self in the show, oh, even though it didn't necessarily fit, you know, what everybody thought she should be doing. She still could have got a job a lot earlier, but... You know, but it was she, what she wanted. She just did what she wanted to do. Yeah, I, I really love or Lynn's character for that. Yeah, because even like some, probably some of my family members would probably say I could be Lynn with the mm-hmm. amount of degrees that I have. I know and, I could be uh, Lynn, not necessarily because of the degrees, but just want to do what you, you know, said. I mean, do what you want to do. I do what I want to do. Yeah, when I want to do it and march to my own rhythm. And now, one thing I haven't done, and I used to say this all the time that I am going to run away to Fiji, live on the beach, and, ha- and um, have a tiki bar. Well, I'll come visit, but I ain't going to okay, stay. Girl. I don't know. You <laughs> may not want to leave. I don't want to stay. You don't know. Yes. I'll come visit, though. I'll come visit. Yeah, I know. Shoot. Yeah. That's paradise. Mm-hmm. So, I feel, you know, Lynn was cool, but I just really like Joan, because Joan would be sitting there like, what are you thinking? I loved her quirkiness. Yes. She was amazing with her ideas <laughs> and the Christmas parties. And, Girl, listen. Oh, she was over the top with stuff like that. But yes, I really liked her. And she was just funny. And plus, I love Tracy Ellis Ross. I do too. Let's be very clear. Blackish. Any oh, of the issues. Speaking of the issues, she got her whole is coming out. 
Yes, but then also, did you see that um, Tracy Ellis Ross signed her own deal with ABC? Huh? Yes. So what she could be that? another Shondaland. Oh my gosh. <laughs> This is gonna be That's awesome. gonna be amazing. Okay. I just I'm waiting for oldish because I know Honey, that's gonna be hilarious. They're gonna show out. Oh, show they out show they out. show out on blackish. They're gonna show so, out. It's gonna be a, a a showed out level of ignorance on oldish. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh Lord. Okay. Question. We gotta get to these questions because we've been talked. Yes, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I could go on all day about um any of these shows. Is he shows right? Let's see. The first question, as soon as mm-hmm. I find it, mm-hmm. I'm all mm-hmm. over the place, is, um, which is funny that the question is about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, let me see. I might have to just sum it up because I'm not. Oh, mm-hmm. what are some of your time management practices? I chuckled. <laughs> we both did. When I read that question because um I am a fly by the seat of your pants kind of woman so I don't I'm trying to think of like basic stuff that I do for time management I think things just kind of once we had the shutdown and Mm -hmm. quarantining Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that I was doing just kind of went out the window because I literally it was just day to day let me just get through the day um, but I, I definitely, at the end of my day, like with my sessions and stuff, I make sure to look at who I have the next day, mm-hmm. um, so that I can kind of mentally prepare for mm-hmm. it. Um, in terms of scheduling, I'm careful how I schedule people. Um, cause I don't, I don't like the same topic. I don't know about you, but if everybody has the same issue in one day, it that's mm-hmm. overwhelming for me. So I try to schedule mm-hmm. based on topic. Um, mm-hmm. What else do I do for time management? Man, it's hard to think because it's, it's really, honestly, it's just been nuts mm-hmm. um, with ever since coronavirus hit. Um, it's, it's really been nuts. I know one thing that I definitely do is take breaks in between my sessions. So I, I take breaks. I walk around the house a little bit. Um, and I try to have everything prepared before I start. So I make sure my files are out. Um, so I'm not digging for files, looking mm-hmm. for things. Um, and honestly, sometimes that don't even go well. So <laughs> right. my question about or my answer for that time management is... Fly by the seat of your damn pants. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, after all that. Sums it up. Um, but that work, believe it or not, that it's, I know this is going to sound bad, but that actually works for me. I've never mm-hmm. been someone who prepares for stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I prepare too much, I overthink. Yeah. And it ends up going wrong. Mm, okay. I've, even through college, like that just did, you know. I wrote papers the night before. I, you know, this was crazy. And it worked for me. Mm. For me, though, I actually got more disciplined with time management when we shut down. Oh, okay. Um, Only because I needed something to look forward to to do. Okay. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So being single, living on your own, You've got walls and yourself. Mm-hmm. So I had to get disciplined about getting up at a certain time, having my devotion time in the morning, me time. If I'm going for a walk, mm-hmm. you know, before I start, because I usually start seeing people at noon. Okay. Um, so, you know, I try to do something to change up the scenery. Mm-hmm. Then I come back in, I would set up Zoom you know, things like that, um, even cook, mm-hmm. you know, or at least have something together to snack on mm-hmm. while I'm, you know, in between sessions or even in sessions, I don't care. Um, and then after when I was done working, I would have another routine mm-hmm. because sitting up in the house and the basic only thing you can do is really go to the grocery store 
-hmm. and maybe get takeout from a restaurant, mm -hmm. maybe. It's old quick. Girl, what did um, you quarantine? What you mean? Every time I called you, you was driving somewhere. That's because <laughs> my evening routine was to get out. I was done at seven. Uh -huh. I jump in my truck and I would take some highway down here mm -hmm. and just drive mm -hmm. and see and explore because I was like, these walls mm -hmm. started closing in. Yeah. And because I couldn't go home to see my family and mm -hmm. stuff because I have several family members who are high risk. Okay. Um, and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't exposing them to anything, mm -hmm. even though I wasn't doing nothing but going to the grocery store, the gas station and driving. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make sure. But, you know, being in the house and, and doing all that, it can take a toll on you. Mm -hmm. Now, outside of that, if you're trying to get regimented in your life, mm -hmm. I believe in reward systems. Mm -hmm. So if you hate doing the laundry and you know the laundry is in there. Okay, do do two out of four loads today. Mm -hmm. Give yourself a reward, thirty minutes of something. Okay. The next day, however, mm -hmm. um, and even with work, because a lot of things change, especially if you have children, mm -hmm. or even if you don't. You yes. Know? Um, again, regimen yourself. Give yourself increments, time increments mm -hmm. to complete certain tasks and the time and assignments. You know, and sometimes I'm a visual person, mm -hmm. so I need a checklist. Yeah, right? I do. So I do write it down. Lists. Check. I do have check, lists. Check. So mm -hmm. I'm be like, yay. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I, I, now that you mentioned lists, mm -hmm. I am a big list person because, mm -hmm. you know, I put the most important things at the top, mm -hmm. the things that aren't so important at the bottom. So that mm -hmm. if I don't get to the bottom, it's not that big of a deal. We just add it to the top the next day. Yeah. Um, but I also just believe that, you know, at the end of the day, if something doesn't get done, you know, the sky will still be up. Yes. The world will not end. Yeah. <laughs> and we just roll with it the next day. Um, yeah. I think it's been a little different for me because, you know, I, I'm married and um, mm -hmm. I have kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just cannot thank God enough for my husband because mm -hmm. he is the complete opposite of me. So I'm all over the place and he is very regimented, mm -hmm. very military, very, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So yin and yang works mm -hmm. great here. Um, and then with the kids, I, you know, we just tried to make sure that we did stuff together. That mm -hmm. was really important that, you know, whether it was just watching a movie or, you know, we would do um, gay nights. We, we yeah. tried to do something mm -hmm. together. Um, and that, you know, I don't know whether that qualifies as time management, but it definitely helps yes. with your mental state having that those things that you do to keep you grounded mm -hmm. because there were moments that you were just kind of like, what is, what's really going on? You know, so having those grounding moments were great. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, you know, my, my children work for me. So, yeah, you know, they definitely helped me with when we went out of town this week and we came back, the office was all clean. The files mm -hmm. were all in order. So they do that part for me. Good. The billing gets done by them. Like all of that mm -hmm. gets taken care of. So I just, I'm extremely blessed that I can be a little chaotic and you know that's awesome pick up the I'm pieces. gonna be I'm gonna get there one day maybe you will so all right anything you want to add about that nope. okay so our next questions we're going to combine two into one because they are very similar and it's around relationships and dating so question one when you put your all into your career, what do you do when finally looking for a relationship? I'm a single mother of two. Second part to that is, how do you start dating after being single for a long time? So I'm not a single mother of two, but I am uh, single. And I've also put a lot of time and effort and devotion into building my business this career, because I've had about three pre prior, um, and this is the real one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the real one. Okay. Um, and so when you put so much into your career, the thing is, and you want a relationship, how much time do you actually have to devote to getting to know someone, being available for dating, things like that? 
especially being a single parent, and I don't want to just say single mother, although the person is a single mother. The thing is, a single parenting. Um, who's going to have your children when you're dating? And then when would they meet your children? Those are very key questions to ask, think mm-hmm. about and, and ask later. Uh-huh. Um, but the thing is, to just kind of get out there, um, being open. And I'm not saying open to the point where you're dating someone and you know that this is not what you want. No. What I'm saying is being open is just understanding what the scene is like, how people now approach, um, various modes of dating. We have online. There's a lot of different apps. There's a lot of different apps where men can approach you. Then there's apps where women can only approach the man. And sometimes, you know, we get into those traditional thoughts of, well, as a woman, should I approach a man? Different things like uh-huh. that. Um, so, and then understanding what is dating going to look like for your family. Mm, so that's talking a to your kids, one. saying, okay, well, mommy or, and or daddy, you know, they want to have someone special in their life. They're never going to take your place, uh-huh. but we want to bring somebody in. Talk to them about it. I just have to interject on that one because I see that a lot where people start dating, Mm -hmm. they have children and they leave their children out Out of the process process. Mm -hmm. and it creates so much havoc down the line, Man, especially if you choose to marry this person Mm -hmm. and don't make your child a part of the conversation. Yes. It is detrimental to your relationship with your spouse and Mm -hmm. with your child. Yes. If you take that route. Absolutely. And that blended family stuff can blow all the way up. Yes. Um, So you definitely have to be intentional as well. Uh Um, And also manage your expectations because Uh sometimes we think like, oh, we're just going to get out here. Like five years ago, our mojo was really working, right? We couldn't keep them off. Now it may have slowed down a little bit. Okay. Gonna slow down just a little bit. Or conversely, because we are in the times of COVID, mm-hmm. I have also seen this in my office. You meet on Monday, you're in a relationship the following Tuesday. Girl. And then three weeks on Wednesday, we go into the justice of the peace. And get married. Time, Time out. out. Freeze. Do you even know what the um favorite color is at this point? Right. Mm-hmm. have they even gotten mad yet mm-hmm. so you gotta it's a lot of things now the second part of that is how do you start dating after being single for a long time so if you just want to date you're not looking for a relationship right that's key right because there's a big difference so if you just want to date just kind of let some some people know whether some uh, co-workers if you're in a church um Friends, I don't know why that was funny when you said church. I'm sorry. Well, because <laughs> sometimes they be like, "Well, do you know a, a person who just be open to dating?" You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But also, when you're asking these people, you gotta know that they know how to pick good people. Mm-hmm. Good people for you. You true. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes it's the dating apps and just putting out there dating only. Because mm-hmm. some people say they they want to date. And then they're trying to force you to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, did you read my profile? But I also think that's because people don't know the difference between dating and being in a relationship. Yes. And that's true, too. Because this is me personally. Mm-hmm. If I am dating someone, if our schedules match and we want to spend time together and hang out or do mm-hmm. different things, or we just want to come over to each other's homes, mm-hmm. watch TV, cook, whatever. We just chilling, mm-hmm. but I am definitely open to having the same experience to somebody else the next night. And there's no tie, <laughs> right. right? You know what I'm saying? Or right. a little bit later that evening, right? Let's be clear. There you go. But if I'm looking for a relationship, then mm-hmm. I am intentionally saying that I am spending this quality time with you mm-hmm. to make sure that we have things in common. We can get along. And we're working towards the same goals mm-hmm. and that we want the same things. 
And the and, interesting and thing about that mm-hmm, is mm-hmm, I see mm-hmm. a lot of women in therapy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, specifically women. I mm-hmm. honestly don't see this a lot with men mm-hmm. that are dating, mm-hmm. but really in a relationship mm-hmm. and give all of their time mm-hmm. and energy mm-hmm. to one person mm-hmm. under the auspices mm-hmm. of dating. Mm-hmm. And then when they find out that the, the significant other mm-hmm. is really dating, dating. Mm-hmm. and not in a relationship, mm-hmm. then there, you know, we hear, I gave all my time away I- to this person. You know, I thought he was the one, blah, blah, blah. But there was Mm -mm. never any communication about, are we dating? What does dating mean for you? Right. Them conversations don't mean for me. And what does a relationship look like? I mean, I can't Mm -hmm. tell you the number of people that I have seen Mm -hmm. where the female is in a relationship (laughs) thinking she's dating. See, that's what I call a situationship. Yes. Because... Nobody defined nothing. You just assumed. Mm-hmm. And you know what they say when you assume. Mm, so. Big old ass. Honey. And that's what they end up feeling like at the end yep. when they find out that mm-hmm. he is actually dating yep. and has several different people that he's dating. And the very yep. first thing he says is, I never I said him. I was in a relationship. Right. And if you never, and, and see, because sometimes that's that quip that they come up with mm-hmm. when you're saying, oh, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Which should be the first question you ask. That question should not be coming up three years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I'm telling you, girl, girl, listen. See, that's how people catch cases. It should be, you know, two, three years down the line that you're Mm -hmm. like asking, Mm -hmm. okay, so what are we doing? Yep. I mean, because at at a certain point, that's a uh, self-inflicted wound Mm -hmm. to me. Yep. All right. Absolutely. That's a whole nother podcast. Girl, we can always get off on that one. Yes. Okay. So, what are we doing? Are we doing more uh, doing more trivia, or are we going straight to three? Mm, question number three. Okay. Let's see. Question number three is: um, Keeping the fire going in a relationship is easier said than done. Everyone always says you have to keep it interesting and spice things up. But what exactly does that look like? What are some effective ways of keeping your mate's interest? Um, I would say first and foremost, your relationship or your marriage has to be first. Mm -hmm. Um, That has to come before anything else. Um, In terms of keeping it interesting and spicing things up, I think that is actually how you do it. Um, is by putting that relationship first. Because the more you put the relationship first, the more you get to know mm-hmm. about that person or about your spouse. Because even if you've been married, um, I've been married, what, 18 years now, I think. Wow. Um, there are still things that I discover about him all the time and that he discovers about me because we are growing together. And when you're in a relationship, you continue to grow. You don't just mm-hmm. stop growing the day you get married. Can you say that again, please? Okay. You don't mm-hmm. stop growing when you get married. You continue to grow over the years. At least you should be yes. continuing to grow over the years. So there will always be new things to define about yourself. Um, there will always be new experiences that you experience together. Mm-hmm. Um, even in terms of, you know, sexual relationship, mm-hmm. you know, you should be trying new things. You should be um, experiencing new things with each other, mm-hmm. you know, quite regularly. Um and it shouldn't be a task. Right. Because at the end of the day, I like him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not just I'm not just in love with him, but I like him as a person. I get up every day and choose to be with him because I like him. We are best friends and we like exploring with each other and you know, it's just fun. So I think that the, the biggest thing is, is making sure your relationship is first. If anything comes before your relationship, it's going to be hard for you to discover who that person is and grow with that person. So that's my answer. I definitely agree with that um, because I'm a firm believer in self-evolution. Mm-hmm. Who I was at 14 Better not be who I am at 45. Right. <laughs> no, that's right. But how 
many times do you see that? See that. Or I see that, or I see the desire for the person to remain. Mm-hmm. So the yep. day we got together, I want to encapsulate you and freeze you right there and yep. never let you be anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's stagnating. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, but I do encourage to always invite your partner on the journey. Mm-hmm. You know, reintroduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I even, you know, think about how do we learn and grow together, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's not always physical is great. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. And there should always be a, you should always have a healthy sex life. Let's be very clear. Mm-hmm. But then also you should have a healthy physical life, emotional life, mm-hmm. things spiritual like that. Life, spirituality yes, spiritual life. Spirituality is huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so discuss your beliefs. Mm-hmm. Discuss how they evolve, change, and grow. Mm-hmm. Whoever you serve. I happen to be a Christian. If I, if I ever get married, I look forward to having the conversations with my spouse or partner about how God is continuing to reveal himself to me. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be the same between us. Right. Um, but then also, but also just to piggyback on that, sure. How, how, and, and mm-hmm. I have gone back and forth with the God thing about mm-hmm. <laughs> several mm-hmm. throughout my years. Yeah, yeah. And I think having a partner or spouse that mm-hmm. is open. Yes. To different ideas yes. about God and different, you know, um, I'm, I'm more of a universe person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how the, the, the universe will open up to accommodate yes. for you and your relationship. So not yes. only how are you growing as an individual spiritually, mm-hmm. but how are you guys growing together spiritually? Yes. It's very important um, that I oftentimes don't see a lot of, even if you believe in two different things. Yes. How are you guys working together for yep. that to work as a family? Absolutely. Because when you're talking about that, I've seen a lot of relationships fall apart because one is very uh, adamant and mm-hmm. dominant yes. about their religion. And especially mm-hmm. when you bring children into it, they're like, this is the only religion they can ever learn. Mm-hmm. And when you have someone of a different faith or spiritual belief, mm-hmm. You've got to be able to take things into account. Right. What are the hallmarks of your belief in mind? Yes. Where do we meet? Does that align? Where does the kid have free will to choose? Mm -hmm. You know, but even with, you know, challenging yourself to get healthier, emotional, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the vulnerability piece, Mm -hmm. because that's constantly changing and growing. Mm -hmm. Your fears, when different things start to happen in life or you have different experiences and stuff like that. Mm -hmm you want to bring that person in and let them see how your, how your vulnerability has changed. That, I mean, to me, that's what makes the relationship grow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is the vulnerability piece. You know, but as you know, there's so many people who don't understand vulnerability. Mm-hmm. They yeah, say, I did oh, in, well, in the beginning. Talk to me more. So I'm not asking mm-hmm. you to talk to me about the new Jordans you about to pick. Right. <laughs> right. I'm talking about when you walked out this door mm-hmm. and you saw somebody at the gas station who looked like somebody who passed away from your old past mm-hmm. and it really made you feel something. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Or just some of the fears or concerns or the anxieties mm-hmm. that they have. You know what I'm saying? And that can so always change and grow. What I think one of the, the things also that couples are can be afraid to talk about is what is attractive to you. Yes. Am I still attractive mm-hmm. to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you have to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, what do I do that is attractive mm-hmm. to you? You know what I mean? I can go down a list of things that, mm-hmm. that my husband does that is just freaking attractive yes. without even knowing him knowing that he's attractive to me right now. You know? So yes. Are those things topics that you talk about with each other because you can expound on those things? True, but there are some caveats to that mm-hmm. topic. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, because that can be used as a weapon too. Yes, and we have, on we have who you're dealing with. We got a question for that yep. next time. Yes. So yep. I want to make sure that it's a safe space for you to right. share and talk that and be vulnerable. Right? Yes, but that's healthy conversation and communication between a couple. Right. Okay. That's kind of the way I, I when I read the question, I was thinking of it in, mm-hmm. in a healthy. Yes. 
So understand that we are definitely talking about from a healthy viewpoint. Right. Okay. Um, so you got the next one. Um, I think we did them all. No. Do we have one more? We were, you were supposed to do the one about the black men. Number three. Oh, I need to read that. You want me to read it? Okay. We all know that black men are usually raised with a mindset that emotion is a sign of weakness. We also know the damage this causes. What can parents, community, spouses do to create an environment that is supportive of the emotional well-being of the black man? Oh, my God. That's a huge one. Yes, it is. A huge umbrella statement is to say, stop it. Stop telling these boys that they can't cry, showing an emotion, and I hate to say this term, but showing your emotions is gay, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Um, Get that punk juice out your chest. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so there was a documentary I watched several years ago, and it was the three worst words to tell a boy. Suck it up. Mm -hmm. Be a man. Because in this, it talked about basically when little boys are young, if they fall, they're told, oh, don't cry. That's weak. You a punk. Mm -hmm. We don't raise no punks and no sissies around here. Mm -hmm. Right? So then it says, okay, well, this is an emotion I can't have. I can't cry. I can't express that way. Mm -hmm. Right? As time goes on, it's solidified in relationships, school, society, Uh things like that. But what becomes acceptable is anger. Uh So then they're only allowed to show either happiness or the anger. Uh And then it's told, well, what's wrong with you? Because you don't know how to manage yourself. Well, when you're feeling all these emotions and you've never been um, given the opportunity to really explore, label them, and say how you really feel, it comes off as almost like in a volcano eruption. Uh-huh. So then we sit there and say, okay, now there's something wrong with you. Uh-huh. And then when it comes to being with someone in a relationship, talk to me. They don't know what to talk about uh-huh. because nobody is giving them the voice to do so. Uh-huh. Right. So I really wish that we would give our boys, our young, bo- our young children and our grown men, I was going to say, don't leave the men out. No, no, no. And and even like our geriatric age, Mm -hmm. older men, right? Mm -hmm. The opportunity to really say, whatever you feel, I can hold the space. Mm -hmm. Just let it out. Mm -hmm. Because you you also get people in therapy that Mm -hmm. when you ask them how they feel. They can't come up with 30 something years old. They can't tell you how they feel. They have no clue. Mm -hmm. Or if they start to cry in therapy, they apologize. Mm -hmm. Yes. Immediately. And it, and it has to be to the point that they just cannot Not hold the emotion at all. Yes. And, you know, as you stated earlier, mm-hmm. we, the therapists, become the person mm-hmm. that says, I have, I'll hold yep. the space for you. Yeah. So just feel whatever it is that you feel. And I think that's why, mm-hmm. in my experience, mm-hmm. is you'll have a couple and you yep. split the couple up. Mm-hmm. The male will come in and they just talk, 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 mm-hmm. talk. And then the wife is like, well, how do you get him? He don't talk at home. Because mm-hmm. there's no space for it. You're not mm-hmm. giving him the space to express at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's looking for that. And so giving them, the, you know, the space to say how they feel is important. Mm-hmm. I think another issue with that is the whole idea that a lot of times there's no adult male in the home. Sure. And the child is told, you're mm-hmm. now the man of the house. Mm, that parentified role. Well, what? How can he be the man of the house and he's five? He don't even know. <laughs> he's 10. He's right. 15. He don't know yeah. what a man is. Yeah. So, you know, having that weight mm-hmm. so young in life is mm-hmm. detrimental, you know, to who you it become is. as a man. Absolutely. You know, and when you were talking about that, and it's also when they do have a male figure in the home, they just do what the male figure did. Mm-hmm. So the old school way is, well, I paid the bill. I go to work. I pay for everything. Mm-hmm. So I showed up. Right. And I don't have to tell you how I feel. Right. Mm-hmm. Everything else, that's irrelevant. As long as the bill's paid, you don't want for nothing, then we all straight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no. Mm-hmm. So. 
you emotional know. space is very important for it's our young men. Huge. I still kiss all over my boys, you know, mm-hmm. they 20 and 15. And I mm-hmm. still ask them how their day was. What's mm-hmm. your favorite part of your day? What was mm-hmm. the worst part of your day? Um, and to ask them those questions and see them light up mm-hmm. because, you know, they, people want to be heard. They, you know, and, and men, our men are not indifferent to that. No. You know what I mean? No. Um, so that's, that's really, really important to still hug your, your mm-hmm. boys when they get older, mm-hmm. love on them. Mm-hmm. It's very, very important to do. Well, not only that, and I think you don't, you, you just made a statement and I don't know if you know how special it is, Right but the light up that your boys have, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When you start and they, cause they know, Oh, mom's going to ask. Mm-hmm. How was my dad, day? Even yes. how'd you sleep? Yeah. You know, every day. Well, not every day, but I try as much as possible. Mm-hmm. We ask mm-hmm. each other, how'd you sleep mm-hmm. last night? Mm-hmm. You know, did you have any mm-hmm. dreams? What did you yep. dream about? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all of that stuff is important, you know? Yeah. But that's the thing where we get caught up in life and we lose that, mm-hmm. you know, because it's that, it's almost like the, the question everybody asks, but a lot of people may not care about. Oh, how are you? Right. They and just, it's what you're supposed to ask. <laughs> right. And they're not even looking you in the eye. Right. You know, so even when I ask people out in public, I'm like, how are you? Mm-hmm. And they pause. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I want to know how you're doing because I'm looking at you. Too. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wow. Genuinely concerned. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So. And that also, you know, helps with growing your relationship, keeping mm-hmm. your relationship fresh. The question we yep. just answered was at mm-hmm. the end of every day, mm-hmm. sitting down and mm-hmm. having a check in. How was your day? Mm-hmm. You know, anything important happen, you know, yep. that you want to share? Mm-hmm. Just w- and watching them be excited to answer those questions, because yeah, oftentimes in the world that we live in, they don't get that outside of the home. No. You know, they're, they're they're, careless. they have to put that wall on up. They have mm-hmm. to put that, that mask on when they leave the house. Absolutely. So having that space to take the mask off is very important. Absolutely. So another great episode. We answered those questions. Good for you yes. guys. So we hope that you have enjoyed this one. This is a little of an extended um, episode, but these questions were so good that we've been getting in. Mm-hmm. Man. So we're always going through and we're like, but oh, but let's do this one. Oh, no, let's do this one. We're <laughs> yeah. like, remember, we got one podcast right. episode right out. Right. So Make sure you keep the ourselves. questions coming, you guys. You send, you're sending in some really good questions. Yes. Um, so keep them coming. Yep. They're lit at Outlook.com. Outlook. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you for listening. Our listenership is it growing. We yes. definitely appreciate everything that you do. And so keep it going. And uh, bye-bye. Be safe. Have a great week.